This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, each week we have a person behind the scenes that does the real magic. Let's talk about him for just a little bit. So our listeners may think um, we just are kind of off the cuff. We're maybe in my car recording this. No big deal. iPhones or something. Yeah, we're like, hey, pull out your phone. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but we're actually in Why Me Studios, and um, our producer, uh, Dan Luters, is an incredible. Great guy. It takes a lot of time to produce and edit because we have a lot of antics. And um, so Dan is the magic, and whymestudios.net, uh, incredible just opportunity. And uh, Dan works with a ton of podcasts. and Great uh, guy to work with. Yep. So, uh, Dan, we want to just say thank you to you. You're the guy behind the thank scenes. Thank you, Dan. And uh, so, yeah, Why Me Studios, we've actually been asked by a number of pastors and people, That's right. how do you do this? <clears throat> Is this something that we could do on our own? And I'm like... Do you have a studio? Do you? I mean, you don't necessarily need all that, but this has actually been an incredible opportunity. So, That's Dan, right. thank you for sponsoring this. Thank you for all your time. And I know our audience is very grateful. And if you ever need any help with stuff like this, whymestudios.net. Go there, check them out. He's and, the guy. And he's the man. So, Which brings us to our three asks of the day. Tim, what's number one? Make sure that you submit a question. We need your questions. The better questions make better podcasts. Absolutely. You can submit questions in one of two ways in the village. Church of Bartlett app, or you can go to vcob.org. Right on the homepage, it says Q&A podcast questions. You can click that and uh, submit questions there. That's right. Number two, make sure you're sharing this. Share it with someone. Share this podcast or any of the podcasts with your friends, family members, or as we say, foes. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, find the person who would just be most annoyed by this and send (laughs) it to them. And uh, then they'll send it to other people like, look how dumb this is. So, um, and then number three, what's number three? We want to make sure you rate and review this by going to the iTunes store. Five stars, please. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So question for the day. Yeah, here's our question. How do you decide what to preach on Sunday morning? A lot of people don't know this and they think, oh, every morning, you know, he's just going to fly off the cuff and, you know, pull up some kind of message somewhere. How do you get to a message on a on a particular Sunday? Yeah, great question. So I want to rewind 1999, Pastor Tom Stark at uh, University Reformed Church. That's where I went to church for about a year and a half in Lansing, Michigan, and a great guy. Took me under his wing, mentored me, and and I was teaching in their youth group, and I remember they asked me to teach on anything that I wanted, and I just couldn't think oh, of what hard. to teach, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I sat down with Tom, and I said, Tom, how do you find something to preach? And he was like in his, I think, mid-60s at the time. Mm. And I'm like, you've been preaching for over 30 or 40 years. Like, how do you never run out of stuff to preach? So he opens up his paper Bible. I know you guys know what that is. It's like a Bible made out of paper. He opens up his paper Bible and he just thumbs through this huge Bible and slowly and he just like lets the moment linger with the right amount of drama. And he looks at me, looks at the Bible. He looks at me and he says, I never seem to run out of material. And I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, that is so good. I'm gonna use that one day when some uh-huh. some person asks me. I'm gonna find a paper Bible in the recesses of my office and say, "Give me a minute. I need to make a point." <laughs> this is a great question. In fact, this this question comes from a junior high girl, and um, really appreciated her. So, um, one of the things that we do that makes our preaching a little bit easier is, generally speaking, we preach through books. Yeah, some kind of a series. Some, yeah. So right now mm-hmm. we're preaching through the book of Ephesians and uh, typically, you know, um, each book of the Bible 
can be broken up into smaller chunks where they make one point. Sometimes yes. that chunk, sometimes the chunk is a verse, sometimes it's a few verses, sometimes it's a whole chapter. But um, so what I usually do is is we're going through the Bible, we go through each book in order, and uh, I know it's coming next because it's the next set of verses. Right, and then we go um, chapter chapter, verse by verse, yep. and, and pull out the preaching points from each of those. Yep. So that's that's one way. Now, also throughout the year, though, there are a number of topics that we put into what we call our preaching calendar. A preaching mm-hmm. calendar is a calendar that we have. And uh, every year during Christmas, we preach on Christmas. Yeah. Um, every Good Friday, we're preaching on on the death of Jesus on the cross. Every Easter, we're preaching on the resurrection. Right. Um, we have a, a couple subjects that we really believe need to be um, automatically programmed into the calendar because they're that important. Right. Here are a couple of the subjects that we feel are really important. Money. We we inject two sermons a year on money minimally. Yes. Um, because Jesus talks about money a ton. So we yeah. want to elevate that and have a higher priority with that. We talk about vision a lot, where the church is going, what yeah. we're doing. Just in, in our context, that's a really, really important subject. So two times a year, we have vision Sundays where we say, here's the purpose of the church, because we don't ever want our church to forget why Jesus made the church. That's and right. So our vision as a church is the application of Jesus's vision for the church and the way if you went to our vision Sundays you would you'd hear how that works we talk about serving regularly usually twice a year and uh, we talk about serving along with money because God mm-hmm. wants you to give um, your first and your best and uh, your serving and of your income back to the local church we disciples do that naturally yes disciples do that that's what we do so we teach on that regularly because the natural human tendency is to keep our money and to keep our time and to use it for ourselves so we teach regularly to fight some human impulses um, and then um, what actually the Q&A podcast has been is for an opportunity for us to deal with cultural issues. So we always mm-hmm. want to make sure that the dominant issues of culture we're dealing with, and um, this has actually given us, um, we'll say, a better opportunity to deal with cultural issues real time than having to preach on it in the pulpit yes. every time something big comes up culturally. Um, so those are some of the biggies. And then the rest of the year, we teach through books of the Bible. A bigger question is, um, why do you choose the books? So I'll give you an example with Ephesians. In Ephesians, we chose this because we have a whole bunch of newer Christians or undiscipled Christians who have, att- who have started attending Village Church. That's right. And what we needed to do is teach through a book um, within a semester time period that would ground them in the essentials of the faith. Yeah, lay some fundamental essentials of the Christian faith. Yep. You know, on a Sunday morning, just regularly preaching through those. Yep. And at the at the same time, um, for mature Christians, there's so much there that um, if you're a mature Christian, you're going to be edified by this as well. I sure. Mean, I want you to hear this. We don't just preach to brand new Christians. Um, typically, how we do it is we preach. I try to preach to smarter people but in a, a vocabulary that everybody can understand. I try to lift people up rather right. than stooping down to mm-hmm. their level. That's my goal. I'm not saying we do it perfectly, but that's one of our challenges there. So in the fall, though, we're going to be preaching on Song of Solomon. And you might say, why are you wow. doing that? Well, it's uh, a book about sex and relationships and men and women. And uh, and so as we um, think culturally about what's happening um, we want to be able to address these things from a biblical point of view in a way that's really interesting. And the Song of Solomon is the most interesting book in the Bible. I mean, it's <laughs> yes. just so interesting. So um, it's an opportunity actually to talk about some of these huge cultural issues and to try to lay a biblical framework for people. And Song of Solomon follows this couple basically from meeting to dating to marriage to conflict mm-hmm. and uh, talks about their love story. So it's just it's going to be uh, spending the fall in this couple's love story. 
and uh, gives us an opportunity to talk about marriage and men and women mm-hmm. and roles and sex and gender and all this kind of stuff. Now, every sermon is not going to be explicitly about all those, but it just gives us a platform to that's talk right. about them, to address them as those kind of issues come up um, in the text. So that's so, a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. And, and for our listeners, you, I, I want you to just explain how you go away usually twice a year you get alone with god and you pray through these things you seek god god what does our church need in the form of preaching topics or preaching subjects throughout this year you you do that twice a year yeah uh one of those times i actually take a whole week and i go to california um and uh actually we go away for two weeks so the first week we're at a conference and the second week i'm all alone and i just pray i'm like god where do you want us to go with this church what do you want where do you want us to go in the pulpit i really want to find out where is god moving this church Mm -hmm. and then um let the pulpit be a catalyst in that direction. Yes. And uh, so if we're sensing that, again, we have a whole bunch of people who need to be discipled, then I'm going to find a book that's going to help them build the foundations of that, you know? Uh, and so, again, we have a lot of couples who are dating and we're getting married, engaged, and I want to speak into this season of their mm-hmm. life with the Word of God. And we have um, a whole bunch of couples who are bickering and fighting. So this will be great for them as yep. well. Of course, not any of our listeners, just everybody <laughs> no, else. Our listeners. Um, yeah. So, um, so big picture. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, we take major seasons away and we pray about the big picture where the church is going. We put a preaching calendar together where we um, inject the main issues that we want to teach on. Um, and then we fill it in with the books of the Bible that we've chosen because of the needs of the church. Now, when I get to a specific text, this is where um, every preacher is a little bit different. So I want to just mm-hmm. tell you how I go about this. Here's what I ask myself when I look at any text. What is the main thing the author wants his audience to know, believe, feel, or do? Do, yeah. And usually there's like one big thing that the author in any given text or any given piece of scripture is wanting them to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, for example, um, we have a guest preacher this Sunday. He's preaching on uh, your words, Ephesians 4.29, okay? And what the apostle wants you to do is change the way you speak. Speak, So his whole sermon is about how you use your words, Mm -hmm. right? So that is the do, right? There are some sermons that are, here's how I want you to feel. So in in fact, what I'm preaching in two weeks is be angry, um, but do not sin. So there's this experience of intense emotions, and there's something he wants you to do. So we try to pull out one main big theme out of each text. Right, and that is a preaching philosophy that you and I share that every text has one main point. Now, there might be one point, there might be 10 points in a sermon, but there is one main point, point. one big point, one big idea of every message so that when people walk out of the auditorium of the day of worship, they say, the sermon was about, and they can say it within a sentence. Yep. And and that helps me keep me focused. Yeah. Um, and then there are times where, where I do break rules, my own rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some sermons that are just like, here's 10 things you need to know. Yeah. And they're just kind of whatever. And this is what the apostle wants you to know. So there are moments and times when we'll do that. But the default Genuinely is you find speaking. Yeah. one big theme and you break that theme out. So, for example, um, Tim is a handsome man could be the theme <laughs> of my sermon. Tim's face is handsome. Point number one. Uh, point number two, Tim's hands are handsome. Point number three, Tim's feet are handsome. Right. Oh, yeah, so it's all about feet. Tim being handsome, but it's three separate points. And typically, typically, most texts will give you one, one big. Main 
point. preaching point. Yes. If you're in an Old Testament narrative or story, um, usually you're going to have a lot more text and there's going to be one big point. Because mm-hmm. when the authors are telling these stories, they're usually trying to make one, one or point. two points, yeah. but typically one big point. Right. So I want to draw what is that big point and then I want to preach on it. And, uh, and so that's kind of how we put sermons together. There's obviously a lot of work, a lot of time. What most people don't realize is that the hard work of preaching is not in finding out what the text says. It is how to put it together in a way that helps people understand what yeah. it means. That's right. And uh, so I could tell you in about 15 or 20 minutes what a text says. I could probably... Um, tell you what a lot of the words mean with a very with a, with a good Greek New Testament and Bible software. Yes. We can tell you very quickly the meaning the the what a text is saying. But to get a text to a point where I'm able to exhort, preach, and help, and train, and disciple, and encourage, and equip a very diverse group of people, that takes a bit more a bit more time. That's actually where I would say 80% of my prep time is is how do how I to say deliver. this? Yeah, how to deliver what, yeah. the message, and that's the difference between biblical teaching and biblical preaching. Yes, biblical teaching is is just going to be here's what here's the what text says. says, right? And with sometimes you might close and say here are three so what's okay. Yeah, um, biblical not, preaching. Preaching yep. is about point by point um, calling out the demand of the text. Here's yes. what God wants you to know, to believe, to feel, or to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you could sit in a seminary lecture and they're just going to tell you what the text is saying. And that's fine. And, it, and it's good to do that. Yeah, but it, that is not biblical preaching. Right. And I, honestly, I could, if all I had to do was lecture, I do not need a lot of prep time. I could do a one hour lecture. I could prepare for that in less than an hour, mm-hmm. maybe two at the most. Preaching is going to take anywhere from six to 15 hours um, per sermon. Again, everybody's different. I'm just talking about for myself. Sometimes a sermon comes together in three to four hours. That's really rare. Um, Most of the time it's going to be a six to 15 hour thing. So, but that's why I shut myself away on Mondays and uh, most of Tuesdays is all the teaching we do because we do teaching here on the Q&A podcast, teaching for, we'll say leadership training, director Mm -hmm. training, staff training, all this other different training we do. And then there's the the pulpit. And so really Mondays and most of Tuesdays, um, I kind of got to shut myself away and just do a lot of study um, because it doesn't just happen. (laughs) And and, and what terminology I like to use is you let your sermon simmer for the rest of the week. Yep. Yep. And then we're supposed to turn in community group questions in an outline by Thursday night. And uh, I just let it simmer. And then between Thursday and Sunday, um, my notes actually start taking even a different shape. Mm -hmm. I try not to touch them, but I'll be honest, like when God's word is like burning in your soul and you're right. going to preach it, it's kind of hard to stay away from it. So, uh, <laughs> yes. so I try, my wife yeah, tries to yeah, give me yeah. like, ah, leave it alone. You can get to it Sunday morning. So I usually wake up early Sunday morning and, uh, dump all my thoughts into my sermon for the mm-hmm. weekend. And so, um, that simmering time, that marination is, is really helpful for me. Thanks listeners for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, did the old Testament followers of God believe in a prosperity gospel? 